0: Good evening everyone, my name is Rafael Baeri and tonight I have the pleasure to interview Marilia Servin, a great personality in the forró world. I'm sure she has a lot to tell us, she has many stories, a lot of experience to share with us and uh, tonight we get to know a bit more about her work and uh, about what she's doing and her plans for the future. Uh, good evening, Marília. Uh, I believe most of the people already know you, but feel free to introduce yourself and uh, talk a little bit about you, where you're living now, what you're doing, and so on. And thank you very much for accepting the invitation. Uh,
1: good night, uh, everybody. Thank you, Rafa, for inviting me to, to do this and to contribute with her and this project. And uh, well, for those who doesn't know me, my name is Marilia Servi and um, I work for her uh, since 10 years now and I am living nowadays in Lyon in France and working full time with for her. and uh, let's share a bit about this great, great and big subject now.
0: Okay. Uh, you could start telling us how is Forrot in Lyon going. Um, what are your perceptions of what is happening there? What are your perspectives for the future with Forrot in Lyon?
1: Okay, so uh, in Lyon is uh, is doing the the association that the name is Forrot in Lyon is doing this year. I think uh, around six years already. Uh, which is uh, quite a long time for uh, association uh, of forró in Europe in general. But the forró here is not so developed and uh, not so big uh, comparing to the to its age. Because uh, when they started forró in Lyon, uh, the goal was not really to to have like big classes and to form great dancers, they started for in Leon uh, to, to have a group of friends only to have Forró at least one time uh, per month. Uh, so they didn't uh, uh, put so much effort on making a very big community with a great teacher here. So they didn't have like uh, a, a teacher that could only t- uh, work with Forró. Uh, and now, uh, since that uh, I started uh, the work in September of uh, last year, uh, the Forho is starting to work, especially because I am full time working with Forho and we are uh, making a lot of effort to make it grow and we are already uh, have, having some uh, results from it. And uh, I think the, the future of Forho in Lyon is great and I have a lot of. Um, Plans and I see that the public is responding with a very positive way. Uh, every event we do and everything we are promoting, we have a positive uh, answer from, from our public and students and we have a lot of new students, which I think is the most important thing to make it grow, uh, the scene in, in the city.
0: Great, great. So you, you think Lyon has a lot of potential. And Lyon could become like a good community with many people, uh, many forrozeiros, many activities uh, concerning forró.
1: Yes, I believe so. I believe uh, it because, um, well, Lyon is a, a big city, one of the biggest cities in France. It is a city that the weather is uh, not so hard. So they have a lot of activities outside, outside and they like it. Uh, and this has been uh, a difference uh, in, during the summer. Um, also because there is a large Brazilian community here and the Brazilian community is starting to come more to Forró because what, something that happens here in, in our Forró community is that we have most of our students, they are from France. Uh, but there are some Brazilians that they want to make friends, not just with the Brazilian, but also with the public from Lyon. And in Forró they can do that. And they are making very strong uh, connections in Forró, which I think it's something that is very important to make something grow. Uh, especially something that is like an entertainment or something uh, for uh, pleasure in your, time, in your life. And uh, they they consume a lot of Brazilian culture in general. We have a lot of uh, capoeira groups here, for example. I think we have uh, almost uh, uh, between uh, four and five groups of capoeira. Uh, we have uh, uh, classes of Brazilian dances. So we have a, a big community of uh, samba here as well. So I think the Brazilian culture is very loved here. And uh, for all, it's uh, one of our biggest cultures as well, so I don't see a reason to not uh, to not be a good and a very big community here if we have a, a good work in the association, of course.
0: Great. i um, talking a little bit more about Lyon and the students and the Forro there. Would you say there is a difference between the student in Lyon and other students around Europe? Is there any particularity about the in in Lyon uh, when you consider other Forroseros in Europe, or you think they are more or less the same, it can be anything: the dance, the clothes, the way of being, the kind of classes they prefer. Whatever you want to talk about.
1: Uh, well, this is a tricky question uh, somehow because, well, I, I I don't know all the students around Europe. There there is a lot of there are a lot of uh, countries that I haven't been yet, so. Uh, I will do an analysis, uh, of course, uh, from what I I have seen so far. So I'm I'm sorry if I say something that can offend someone. Uh, Well, I think the students here, they are very very similar that uh, in a way uh, talking about the participative thing. So they are very happy and they are very uh, enthusiastic to go to classes and to learn. And uh, they are very supportive. And I see that in general, the students, they are more or less very supportive everywhere I go. But there is something that uh, I see here that uh, many countries, they don't have. The students here, they are not so young because we don't have for here in the university. We are also trying to work uh, on this, but the university here in France, for example, doesn't work like... Uh, um, Germany, that uh, they offer a lot of uh, um, activities, and they have uh, it's uh, very easy in many universities to put for all classes in the night. So, uh, the the profile I don't know if I can say that uh, the profile of our students here is not so young and not uh, like uh, under 25. They are usually older than 25 in general, and I think it changes a bit also. Uh, the the party then the, the environment, we also have uh, people that are over 50 years, for example, which I really like because I like to go to a forro party and see many different ages and uh, everybody dancing together and everybody talking and I think this is really important to show that forro is for everybody, not just for young people, for example um, I also like that uh, here in the parties, the people People, they, they, they worry about the way they dress uh, much more than many other places, which in my opinion, it's quite nice because uh, I see that they take care and they think about the, the girls. Sometimes they think about the dresses they are going and they want to have like nice shoes to go. And they are always asking me about that. And also the boys, they are asking me, about shoes sometimes, and uh, and I really like that the students, they are very concerned about going uh, like, uh, uh, well dressed, not fancy, but well dressed to a formal party, and this is something that particular I, I, I really enjoy.
0: Great, nice. And uh, do you have the impression that with these differences and uh, these approaches that they have to the culture? Um, your work, the things that you are doing and proposing to them is being well assimilated? Or you are still in a state of preparation, the students are still adapting to what you teach, to what you want them to learn? How do you see
1: that? Uh, I think that um, they are are accepting and they are assimilating my, my work very well, faster than I thought. Of course, the beginners they don't have anything to compare. So with the beginners, the work is always easier because you are the first that they will have, so they don't have so much uh, 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 other standards or anything else to compare. My 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 concern in the beginning was the students that were already students, and um, of course, um, it's it's a bit easier. It's a bit harder to. To do a plan because uh, they, already, they already come from different classes and, and they already have a, a, a way, uh, they already expect something from the classes and I thought that, that this could be a problem. Uh, but uh, I mean so far now it's uh, going very good, they are accepting very well the classes and uh, they are very happy with uh, the teachers that are coming here as well. So I don't think this is a, this has been a problem, and now I think I've I have already been through this beginning that I could have a problem. It's everything going very well now.
0: I see. Great. That's awesome to know. Um, and about this learning process and the teaching process, um, how do you feel? Uh, what do you have to say about teaching? A dance that is danced in couples alone which are the challenges the difficulties um, do you believe there is a difference between men teaching alone or women teaching alone how do you see that uh, situation
1: well I think there is a lot of sides in this in this matter um... I I particular don't think it's hard to teach alone because uh, since I started to teach I was already teaching alone and I was being the 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 boss of my classes when I had my my students. Uh I also had the the opposite way that I was helping a teacher to teach. And uh I I, I don't think it's a, a big problem to me to teach alone. Uh, I always can show and explain my students what I want from them. And I think it's important for me, for example, as a follower, to know uh, the the part of the leader. And since I have always uh, uh, been doing this, uh, for me it's not so hard to lead. Because since the beginning I was already learning how to follow and to lead at the same time. And uh, I don't think that this is a a problem for me. Uh, I don't miss so much. Of course, there are some students that they are better, and sometimes I take them to show what I want, so they can have a, a overview of a couple. And of course, uh, you can never replace a couple teaching, that uh, both of them are teachers. I think it's really nice when we have a couple that are both are teachers, not one teacher that has an assistant. This is something else. Because uh, it's the same thing as for me, for example, teaching alone here. I take my students that are more experienced and they follow me easier and they do the, the, the paper or the whole as, uh, as the assistant. What I'm talking about is really when there is uh, two persons that are both are teachers teaching together. I think it's uh, for a couple dance. When you are teaching alone, of course, you cannot replace two people uh, teaching. And when we have the boy and the girl, oh, sorry, the follower and the leader uh, teaching, uh, both they can say they, their point of view and they also they can say their point of view of uh, the other uh, whole in dance. Uh, so but uh, what what I also think it's complicated is uh, that in info especially, uh, it's really hard to 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 teach together. Because every time you teach with someone, you, don't, you, you receive uh, not as much uh, payment, for example, as when you are alone. So I don't think we have so much, um, how can I say, motivation to really teach in couple. Uh, because of course it's always harder to teach in couple because you have to have, you must have a connection with the person that you are working with to have a partnership for example on teaching you need to to have the same language that, uh, of dance you have to share the same point of view you have to have the same point of view about many many subjects in dance that are very important. And then to teach together, it's always much harder because uh, if you disagree with your partner, for example, on some, some uh, particular point of view, you cannot say that on, on the classroom. So it's really much more effort to teach together, of course.
0: But ideally, if you would say what you think from um, an ideal perspective, you would say mm-hmm. that couples are your preference for teaching dance. Uh, Couple dances should, in your opinion, be taught by couples?
1: Well, I think it's... uh, If we have two two great teachers that both are very good, I think it's better than to have one. Yes, uh, if uh, if we can say that everybody has the same quality uh, when we have two, uh, it's always better than one. Yes, I would say that. Mm -hmm. But... uh, but I think also one teacher can can do a great job uh, with a couple of dance. I, I I have a lot of uh, examples of teachers around the world that uh, they are very good on teaching boys and girls and leaders and followers. And usually they are single uh, as a teacher. Sometimes they are a couple, like uh, a performance couple. But teaching uh, it's one person teaching uh, or leading the the teaching. Of that
0: class in particular. I see. And do you believe that long-term run working as a couple makes a difference? Do you think that a couple working together for a long time will have something different to show, to teach, to present? Or you don't think that this long-term run will bring a specific product, something that is characteristic from that couple, something that makes them unique? What do you think about it?
1: Yes, I believe that uh, if, you, if you work uh, for uh, a long term with someone, uh, it makes difference. If you study and you invest on that, of course, if you work, if you just have someone that follows you and you don't, uh, 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 how can I say, and you don't work on that to build something, uh, it's not only the ears that will bring you, uh, better quality or not is uh, how much you invest and you put effort on that but yes uh, I think that this can make a difference uh, um, couples that uh, work together for a long time and, and they practice and they invest and, and they build something they are much stronger yes I believe so
0: hmm One of the things you mentioned when you were talking about working and so on is that um, we don't have uh, many couples working together because it's also a problem or an issue or a question, the money thing, the sharing the money, the payments and so on. And that leads us somehow to the next question that I would like to ask you. Why we miss so much couples teaching in Forró? In other dances like tango, lindy hop, samba, we have many couples teaching and they are successful. Why not in forró? Could we say that one of the reasons is the financial issue or you think we have other reasons involved on that question?
1: I think the financial issue is one one problem that doesn't help uh, the forró to have more couples. I don't think this is a reason why. I just don't think that uh, people don't uh, don't want to. Uh, they don't are uh, they are not so motivated to work together because you always earn less. They don't pay uh, the same amount. But also there is other reasons that they don't pay the same amount. Usually, I, I think it's a shame. Everything is uh, sort of a shame. But it, the the payment and uh, how much the couples earn is not the, the heart of the question. The heart of the problem, in my opinion.
0: Which is then?
1: Uh, I think um, what makes, for example, uh, of course, fojo comparing uh, f- uh, the fojo teaching and the fojo years of uh, of teaching and and also performance. Uh, for how is a baby comparing to tango, salsa, and other. Um, and other uh, beats, uh, other rhythms uh, and I think also that uh, these other other dances, they, they like a lot of the performances and the performances is also that incentivates a lot to have a partner because if you want to do like a, a high standard performance, you need to work with the partner. If you want to do a choreography, you need to work with a partner and for all they don't like that so much. They, they. Many people in football, they, they like uh, more the improvisation. They don't like to to do so much the performances, and also I think we don't have uh, so much high uh, competitive level in this matter. So, I mean, this doesn't make so much the. Uh, difference in for all. for example in the salsa world when a couple uh, is the champion of that year they started to, to travel a lot because of the performance they do in for all, we don't have that thing so that's why people also don't don't have so much couple work uh, and performance work because people don't give so much value to that and well um, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to say, maybe maybe it's not because of that, but I see that uh, Fahod doesn't, doesn't have that, and all of the other dances, they have competitions, and they have uh, choreography work, and people love the choreography work, or also when they do an improvisation, they do like a very high standard improvisation, that uh, makes that everybody wants to stop the party to see that. I think nowadays in all I see uh, a lot that people are a bit bored to to see people dancing, at the teachers dancing at the festival because it's always the same thing. Nobody prepares something that is really like a, a reason to stop the event or to stop the show, to stop the night. So, uh, they to see them dancing, you know. So. Yes, I think uh, the, the lack of the performance and the lack of this importance in all also makes uh, people not really want to to work uh, in a couple and also a bit of uh, a bit of uh, laziness, <laughs> if I can say, because it's really hard to to have partner. It's not easy. Uh, you have to work more, you have to talk more. You cannot uh, do something that you want in your head. And then you have to to work more, of course.
0: I see. Uh, you gave me very interesting points of view now. And uh, I hope we can get back to them before the end of the interview when we talk about couples, the working, the competitions and so on. But now I would like to stick a little longer to the um, students and learning process thing. Because I have a question. Do you think there is a difference between the students in Brazil and the students in Europe? You had the opportunity to teach in Brazil, Brazilians, and in Europe, Europeans. Do you see a difference between these students? Which would they be? Which are they if there are any?
1: Well, uh, I, I, I thought that uh, this is something that I am still thinking about. I, I don't have a very close opinion about that because, um, well, the first time I was teaching in, in Europe, it was uh, in 2015. So it's not so much time, in my opinion, uh, to get a very close uh, uh, opinion about this matter. I thought in the beginning that it would be very hard to teach here. I have to confess that I had this idea that the Europeans would be very hard and it would be very uh, hard to dance good for her and everything. But after these years, I changed a lot my point of view. I think all the students, they are more or less very similar. I mean, in the learning process. Of course, in Brazil, what is the good thing about Brazil? Everybody who knows to a forho class they already know what is for i I have never uh saw a student or had a student in Brazil that didn't know what was for so this part was uh easier because they were there to learn for They were there because they liked it. Here I have a lot of students for example in my in my beginner's class that have never uh heard for they don't know what is for. Or sometimes they think that Foho is a kind of salsa, which I mean, who dances for-ho knows that is completely different. So I think this is the first difference that we have between uh, the students in Brazil and the students in Europe. But talking now about the students that are already in forró, uh, the forró scene in Europe. The students that already know to dance Foho and they are usually in the festivals. Uh, something that I I really like uh, here in Europe is that the students they they are very concerned about the quality of dancing here, and in general in Brazil uh, there is a lot of there are a lot of students that they learn how to dance a bit and then they stop because they they start to go to the parties and they I mean the goal is not is not. To, so much to dance to dance like in a very high quality. I'm talking about the for-ho world, not, uh, I mean, very particular for-ho world. And I think that here the, 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 the students, they are very concerned about doing classes, uh, doing different classes, and they go to the class of for and they want to learn really, they want to improve, they are very concerned about the quality of dance. And something that uh, I don't see in the students here in general, in the beginners or advanced, is that they don't have an extra goal with forro. Because it's very common that uh, people in Brazil... not is not a rule, okay? It's just that something that happens. People, the guys, especially the guys, they start to dance forro also to use that uh, as something that can help them to... I mean, to have advantage with girls, for example. There is a lot of students that goes to forro, because of that. Not in Baurum then so much, but more in forró scene. And I think this changes a lot because they already have uh, something in their minds with forho And what I really like about uh, here in Europe is that I don't see that in forho students here. They want to have fun more than anything else. Of course, things things happen and you get to know people and you and you fall in love everywhere, not just in Forró. This is something that can happen because you are getting to know more people and then you have more chance to, to know people that you might get involved with too. But this is not the goal and I like this very much. I appreciate this very much. What I like in Brazil that uh, I miss here is that uh, forró, uh, it's only in Portuguese, Or of course, now we have more forró in other other uh, languages, but forró is something that has a very specific vocabulary. And we are when we are teaching in Portuguese, I think it's easier to use that and to talk uh, more about the, the, the particular world of forró that Brazilians, they, they know more uh, especially because they, they understand the language and we can use words to, to help to explain some things that me, for example, that don't speak so deep English, for example, I find it hard. Uh, but usually one thing that is quite different is how much the students they uh, stay studying and going to classes and how much uh, more the, the Europeans they do that over the Brazilians.
0: I see. And uh, when we think about the teachers, we thought about we, we just talked about the students and I would like to talk about the teachers. Do you think there is a difference between the teachers that are teaching in Europe and the teachers that are teaching in Brazil?
1: Mm, well, I, I thought in the beginning we had a bigger difference, uh, but now, I mean, there are many Brazilians coming to Europe, so... I don't know if I can really say that it's completely different. Um, and I also don't know uh, many, many states and many cities with Forho. So it's hard for me to have a very overview of that. But what I think is that um, the teachers are more or less uh, the same level, in my opinion, now. And, uh, of course, when we talk about uh, teachers here, that are starting a community and they are not like real teachers they just start to to teach uh, to have a for all in there of course i'm not calling uh, these uh, teachers uh, like uh, uh, really for teachers they are starting something they are giving te- they are giving classes but i don't see them as a teacher uh, so i'm excluding Or I'm not considering uh, this uh, thing that we have uh, that happens here in Europe. uh, uh, Something that happens in Brazil because it doesn't happen. But of course, we have good teachers and bad teachers in Brazil and here as well. I just think that uh, here sometimes maybe it can be a bit easier to to how can I say to fool because uh, many people don't know really what is for so maybe here to become a teacher uh, maybe can be easier but uh, I, I think it's changing a lot and and uh, also the students they are starting to have a stronger and deep uh, opinion about uh, the quality of the for-all. and and I, I think it's changing and it will change I think it's something that Uh, It happened in all of the dances and it will always be like that. One day, uh, in my mind, for all, will be as big as salsa and tango and uh, you cannot fool so much uh, people. But, uh, of course, we have good teachers and bad teachers everywhere. So, yes, this is my opinion now.
0: I see. Um, Still talking about the teachers in Europe, you mentioned the teachers that just start a scene, the kind of teacher that is, let's say, there is no one else so I will do it because otherwise there will be no for here. And uh, you said you are not going to consider them as really teachers, professional teachers and so on. Okay, let's leave these ones that are starting a scene, that are doing because there is no one else to do, to decide. Despite these ones we have seen in the recent years, like in the last two or three years, the rise of some European foho teachers. People who live in Europe, are Europeans, were born here and started to teach recently, let's say, more than just locally. They travel to other cities to give workshops, they are invited to teach in certain festivals. How do you see this this phenomenon, this situation, this uh, new reality? in the forgo in Europe that Europeans or Asians, Russians, Australians are starting to teach and travel and become what we could say in this case professional teachers because they travel and they teach in festivals as well. How do you see that?
1: Well, I think that this is something that uh, will happen. It's something that we can't uh, we cannot uh, I cannot uh, judge if it's right or wrong uh like but in um, what can i say uh, i i like to use the salsa and tango example because uh, they 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 are something that for example tango is from argentina but now it's uh, all over the world and salsa as well and i don't think that only brazilians can be good teachers i think it's really unfair to say that it's not because you are brazilian that you are dancing good for all so it's not because you are Brazilian that you are a good teacher. It's not because you are European or, or, or out of Brazil uh, that you cannot be a good teacher. I think this will happen. And also I think that the good and the bad teacher, they are more uh, on, on judged by uh, the concern about studying that and also especially the concern about how to teach something. Because we also know that it's different to be a good dancer and to be a good teacher are completely, are completely different skills, and I think that, uh, I it's not it's we already have uh, many teachers that are not Brazilians that are, they are, not I don't know if I can say many but we have a lot of teachers that are not Brazilians that they are better than than teachers that are Brazilians, and uh, I don't see a problem in, in on these and i think a characteristic that we have uh, outside of brazil uh, is not a rule but uh, it's something that I, I see is that when they are when the teachers are not brazilians they are more concerned about uh, to really studying and to get to know uh, the the faho uh, of course is not a rule <laughs> but i see that they are more concerned about uh, uh, teaching something that is true, they are more concerned about not being Brazilian and and teaching a Brazilian culture. So I feel that they are studying more and and they are especially studying more on on the teaching skills, which usually I don't see so much in in Brazil. To be honest, I see that many people are very very good dancers and they start to teach and they don't they are not concerned so much. About the quality of teaching or, or anything else. So, I don't see this as a problem. And, and, and I, I think that if this makes uh, for all grow and if this uh, can bring quality to for all, I, I, I think it's a positive thing.
0: Great, okay. Um, still on the teaching learning uh, area, but going more straight to the classes itself. Do you think that there are differences between the classes that are presented and administrated in Brazil and the classes that are presented that are taught in Europe? Do you think that they are different from each other? And for which reason would they be different in case they are?
1: I think it depends on, on where you're teaching and for which students you are teaching. And also um, hmm. and, and also, I mean, uh, of course, how much you you can communicate with your students what what I think it changes really is that uh, what what would be something that really really makes a difference on what you teach is the something, for example, if you want to to talk about the song. If you want to say for them to interpretate what is uh, being said in the song, this is really something that you usually cannot do in Europe because most of the students they don't understand, and and even if you explain the meaning, it's not the same because they don't uh, really understand in in what part of the song. For example, the singer is singing something. So this is a, a problem. A problem. I don't know if I can say that is a problem, but this is an issue we have. For example. Uh, teaching outside of Brazil. You cannot make jokes with that. And also, since that they don't know um, the for whole the world, there are some things you cannot say. Uh, for Brazilians, uh, I mean, there are some singers that uh, every Brazilian they know, even if they don't dance for all. So this is something that uh, is different. But uh, I think uh, talking about uh, other subjects, I, I, I don't think it's so much difference. And also, I mean... Uh, I I have to confess that many teachers of Aho I I am getting to know here in Europe in Brazil I didn't know them so I I don't know if the class is uh, changing so much but as far as I can understand I I don't think it's changing so much
0: I see let's try to go a bit more uh, a bit deeper into these um, classes. Do you believe there is a difference between regular classes that you teach in your city to the same students every week in a long-term run and workshops that you give in cities that you are invited to once or twice a year and also workshops in festivals where you have a mix of students from everywhere? Do you think there are differences between these classes?
1: Yes, they are completely different, uh, in my opinion. The regular class, um, uh, I think I, I, I feel very relaxed in the regular classes because uh, I already know the students and I already have a goal uh, in, uh, in in my work. So, for example, I, I program several classes and I combine the subjects accordingly uh, also to what I see from them, and also I can see them progressing because I am the I am weekly with them, and they go to parties, and then I can see how much they understand one subject or the other. So you really, I mean, you are building the students. So at the class, the regular classes, you are building them. So you can really like change if you see that something is more needed in a particular uh, day or not, and you also uh, can be you also can teach according to your mood. For example, there are some weeks that uh, the teacher also is not so good to talk about a subject or he wants to do something for a change. So in the regular classes, they are more flexible with that. And um, you can also give yourself freedom to see uh, the best day of the students and the best day of yourself. And you, for example, if I don't finish uh, the subject in in, in the one class, the next week I can finish that. So I don't have to, to worry so much about uh, all, all the overview in this situation. When we think about uh, a workshop uh, in a city or a festival, I have other problems that, uh, that I have, I must worry, it. I must be worried about. For example, I have to finish the subject on the class. I cannot let it for next one because there won't be a next one. Um, sometimes the, the the workshops, for example comparing now the workshops in cities and workshops in festivals, it's different because usually when you do a workshop in, in, in a city you have more time to work with the students. You have one, uh, one whole afternoon or sometimes you have two days to work. So you can uh, you can go a bit deeper and you also can have a bit more flexible class because, uh, I mean, you are exchanging with them uh, in a deeper way. Uh, usually, uh, in, in, in when you have a workshop in a city, the students, they are not tired because it's not a festival. And a workshop in a festival, you have to count that they will receive also a lot of other information from other teachers, and they are also tired because of the parties. So you have to count on a student that is tired and receiving a lot of information. When you are in a workshop in a city that is you are the only teacher, you can... Um, you know that your student is not tired, you know that the students are there to learn with you uh, because uh, they are curious about you or they already know your work. So usually it's more, uh, uh, it's more welcoming in this, in, this, in this sense. And uh, they are not tired. And this makes difference because when you have a, a student that is not tired, you can, you can talk, uh, you don't have to worry about saying something that he might not understand. Uh, and, and then what is something nice is also usually you have the party in that city and then you, you can get like a, a closer relation with this student, even if it's for a weekend. But you, you can like see in the party already if something is different, different or not. In workshops of festival, I think it's really... You have to prepare a class that is uh, quite uh, entertainment. You have to to hold the attention all the time. You have to be careful about uh, the the to not to lose time because you you really need uh, to to send a message in one hour or one hour and a half. You cannot uh, talk too much, but you can also, in my opinion, not just give movements. So you have to combine the exactly amount of. Uh, of uh, practicing and ideas because you want to give them an idea and you want to also give them uh, something that they can uh, apply, uh, practice the idea on the time so they can fix. And also you have to count that if you are if you are the first teacher of the last day, for example, you have to have a class that uh, is not so physically exhausting, but also it cannot have a lot of brain work. So you have to combine uh, these, and I, I think that the classes of festivals are also harder because some some students they don't know you, and they don't they wouldn't maybe choose you uh, to do a workshop, but somehow they are there to to know you, and uh, sometimes they. They are like okay. Let's see if this teacher is good or not. So the energy sometimes can change. Usually, of course, the energy of uh, the festivals are very nice because people are there to have fun. But I, I think that uh, a class in a festival uh, demand uh, much more energy than any other classes. And also, uh, uh, maybe uh, you can't uh, uh, you can't uh, even. Uh, remember the students that were in that class because it's are so many people that really you have just to say the information uh, and then when you compare uh, to workshops in CD and, and regular classes, you can touch your student uh, you, can, uh, you can do the, the exercise with them so you can really feel how they are reacting and workshops in festival you cannot like correct all the students, you don't have that time so, it's completely different uh, classes for me.
0: I see. Very enlightening ideas. Very original ones and uh, very real ones, I I, I must say. Um, I would like to ask you a bit more about these classes once you triggered so many ideas in, in my mind with your declarations. Um, is it possible, in your opinion, to make a workshop in a festival be qualitative good in the sense of is it possible to to transmit good quality and good material in a festival because apparently in the festival you have a more superficial contact with the students you don't have time to work deeply with them as you said but do you think it's still possible to offer quality to bring something to the people do you would you say for example to people it is worth going to a festival to learn
1: Yes, I totally think it's worth and I totally think you can uh, really teach something with quality. It's not because you don't uh, have much time with that the, the, the quality is not there. Of course, there is quality there. Otherwise, the, the students wouldn't go. And I think the, the workshops and festivals are also an uh, opportunity for many students to get to know other teachers and other point of view, of course, uh, in, in a workshop, in festivals, you cannot form anybody, but you can inform them so they will know that other, other things they exist and they can already apply many tips and many small details in their dance. So it can really uh, give a direction for someone to what to look for. Something new that uh, changed your dance, a tip that changed the way you see, it can change your dance. Of course, you have to work more and you have to go deeper in the classes. It's not one hour of class of one subject that you already understand everything, but it can open your mind to something else. So I think it's really worth to go. go. I don't think it's worthless and uh, it's a waste of time uh, in an opposite way. Uh, but you have to know that uh, every information you have in festival, uh, it won't. You can say like, "Oh, I attended." Uh, I I I see that a lot. Ah, I uh, something that uh, I want to add here. I know that was not the goal of the the question, but it's something that I, I think that is really important to say for all the students that goes in festivals. Feel free, ones
0: say whatever you want. Feel free.
1: Uh, I uh, Something that happens uh, a lot, and I already saw many teachers uh, talking about that, is that uh, the students, they, they they ask us what we are going to teach in the class. And sometimes they, they say, ah, oh, it happened to me, I will give you an example. One time I was in a festival and the subject of my class was the same subject and uh, then another festival like two or three weeks uh, before. And then was, there was one student that uh, the, the student was in that last festival and in the in the festival that we were at that moment. And then this student, they uh, came to me and said, oh, Marilia, how are you? Uh, I really like your classes, but uh, I have a question for you. It was like five minutes before my class started. He said, ah, in this class, I see your subject of the class. You know, I wanted to know what you're going to teach in this class because last the last festival I saw you you already did a class about this and if you are going to teach the same I, I think I will choose another class because I already saw it and I mean this already happened not once but twice uh, three or many many times not so many but often especially asking about what you're gonna teach and uh, something that I want to say is that uh, I think if you like that teacher, if you think that that teacher gives you always good insights, uh, if the teacher uh, is there teaching something that you already saw, you go. Because uh, the teacher will always, even if he says more or less the same things, he will always give you something extra and he will always talk about something extra. And especially if you like the subject of a class, if you see that subject in every program of classes, you go for that class. Because it's not one hour of one particular subject that you're going to profit on that. For me, for example, to give a class about musicality, I had to do a lot of musicality classes. I had to listen a lot, uh, the same words and the same things uh, being said to really understand and have a deeper uh, deeper. Um, understanding about that so uh, I don't think it's one class that uh, is the same that you're not gonna learn is the opposite because you already uh, listened to once and now you're gonna listen to the second time and maybe you can understand another meaning of that and now that uh, you understood the beginning of the class deeper you can work a bit more on the middle of the class the subject that is uh, he's talking in the middle of the class and then every time you go to the same class you're gonna be become stronger on that subject so um uh, I think that this this is really important also about uh, festivals and uh, classes on festivals and how much you can learn on a festival so okay I shared my point of view about that because it's something that happens a lot and it's something that is a problem uh, more in festivals than workshops or regular classes.
0: I see, I understand your point and I have to say I agree with it because when students ask me I tend to tell them the same. If you like that teacher, if you think that teacher brings quality when he or she teaches, the first thing you should do is learn the same class as many times as you can from that teacher. Because the more you learn from that teacher the same content, the better you will be at that content. So, I could not agree more with you. But going back to the classes idea, or staying on the classes idea, we talked about regular classes, workshops in cities, and workshops in festivals. My question for you is the following. For all of them, do you prepare your classes?
1: For 100% of my classes, I prepare my classes.
0: Regular, workshops in cities, workshops in festivals, they are all prepared and studied.
1: They are all prepared and studied. Why? Even my initiations, I I always prepare something.
0: Why? Uh, What is the importance of preparing?
1: I just not prepare my classes, but I prepare them before and after I teach the class. I I, I add a note to see if I had to change something, if I had to change everything, or my my all of my notes after the class. I think it's really important to prepare the classes. In my opinion, uh, in my point of view, uh, because I can uh, prepare a beginning, uh, a middle, and the end. Even if I change everything in the class, what what, which is something that really can happen because you have a, a live, a live your, the public is alive, you are not working with uh, material stuff, you are working with people, so everything can change in the moment because the students, they react to you even so I prepare my classes I think when I prepare my classes I can think about the words I would like to talk about that subject the importance about that subject I can prepare exercise to to give them I think my class has a beginning a middle and the end and an end and I think that when you go to a class and you don't prepare uh, you have a big chances to to not have like a a class that has the beginning, the middle and the end and that can close the subject. Maybe other teachers they, they can work with that but I, I, I me I, I don't work like this. If I don't prepare my classes I feel that um I feel that I I I, I might uh, have the chance to get lost because when you, when you receive your students, they, they give you the energy back. And when you are having the class, you see many things that you would like to say. And sometimes you start to say something that has nothing to do with that subject. So I think it would be easy for, easier, easy for me to get lost if I don't prepare my classes. But also because everything, everything, every time I'm, I, go, I, I will teach something... I really like to talk about that subject. To think about which songs are better to make them understand, which exercises can be good for that, uh, for that, uh, that subject, and and how can I can I, uh, really make them get the idea of my class. So I think uh, every time we prepare, we we have an extra care about the subject, and we can go uh, deeper. And also, for example, for festivals. Uh, the teachers also are very tired uh, uh, along the, the festival because it's also exhausting for everybody, the parties, the lack of sleep and everything. So I imagine myself in the last, uh, in the last day very tired uh, when, when you don't uh, react so well in your thinking because your brain is tired. And then you don't have something prepared and then you forget what you wanted to say. And I hate the feeling to forget what I wanted to say in my class and to forget the the message that I wanted to say. So I think preparing a class is also how much you care about everything. And for me, the teaching is something that is very special. It's completely different than my teaching skills than my dancing skills. And I, 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 when I prepare my classes, I, I put this effort and... Um, I think I am giving this quality uh, that uh, is not really like uh, improvising as I dance, but is really uh, taking care and paying attention on the the message and the quality of the teaching
0: I see uh, would you say it's also a care and an attention to the student to of prepare course. a class
1: totally yes, 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 because uh, you are uh, caring about uh, the quality of the message you're gonna give. So it's totally to to take care about the students. Because if you are not good and if you are feeling bad, or if you are tired, you're not giving something quality for them. So it's totally 100% to to take care of them, of course.
0: I see. And if we think about time when we are going to teach, do you think there is an ideal time for classes, a minimum time, a maximum time, or does it depend if it's a regular class, a workshop in a city, or a workshop in a festival? Say something about the time a class should last or must last, in your opinion, uh, in order to provide quality at the end of it.
1: Yes, uh, this this also changes depending on the goal of uh, the event, but talking about the teaching, Uh, A regular class should last for me uh, one hour and a half minimum, the regular class. Uh, One hour, for example, there is a lot of classes here in Lyon, for example, it is just one hour and I always struggle with that and and for the next year that uh, I already talked to them that I want to change that because for me one hour is not enough to to really uh, work with my students. When we talk about uh, festivals, one hour and a half is also good, in my opinion, minimum. But also I can understand if we have a bit less according uh, with the schedule and everything. But I think when you want to work on something, the minimum for me is one hour and a half. Yes, uh, I think when you when you go for less, less time, uh, uh, of course you can give a class, but uh, one hour for me is just... Not enough, never <laughs> so the time goes very very fast and one hour twenty uh, maybe well one hour and a half yes I'm sorry yes one hour and a half it's the the minimum time and also for like uh, in my opinion for a subject, if you have more than one hour and a half should be maximum, Two hours with uh, with a break, and then you go again. Because also, I think that it's very hard to make people focus on something for more than two hours. Sometimes when you have a break, when you you talk a bit, when you relax a bit, you are re- ready to go again. So I think between every two hours, if you are doing like for example uh, three workshops in a in a sequence, uh, every two hours is interesting to have fifteen minutes to. Uh, relax
0: your brain, and, and then you go again. I see, I understand. Thank you very much for that point of view. Um, and now we are going to change a little bit completely the the subject, uh, remaining, of course, in forró, teaching, the artistical part of it, but we are going to a um, more polemical side of it, or let's say a side that will give us more space for discussions and, and debates. Um, I would like to ask you about the value of the for-ho artist in Europe. Is it everything all right? Yes or no? Why? Do we need to change? Why? And what?
1: Yeah, we, we need to change. It's not okay. <laughs> well, in my point of view, of course, it's not okay. I think that the, the teachers usually, they are not so well-paid
0: You can talk about the artists in general, you can include, if you want, DJs, musicians, Um, feel free to express yourself about that topic. Uh,
1: I think that, uh, well, I cannot say so much for for DJs and bands because I don't know so much uh, all the prices, but uh, what I know is that is not enough. For example, if someone wants to live with that, they cannot. And if you and and if you want to to see how much time they put to do a very good thing, uh, they study a lot uh, in their homes and their offices to to make a good show and to make a good DJ. They have if the they have to buy the music. They sometimes they have to to buy very good computer. They have to buy a uh, very good. Um, um, how how can I say uh, instruments? Uh, if it's a computer or desks or whatever sound stuff, and uh, also some uh, the instruments, the actual music instruments, it's it's everything expensive. And if you want something good, you, you have to work on it. Uh, you have to invest on that. And I think in for all, I don't know why the people are very the students as well. Everybody is very uh, bad used to pay. Just a fee, a bit. If you want to pay, if you want to charge a bit more, people start to to complain about that. Uh, so I, I don't know why in Foró people they they charge so so uh, just a bit for a show, uh, just a bit for a festival. I think they they should charge more and they should put that money they earn to pay the pay the the teachers, the bands, and the DJs more. Yes, I I think.
0: Mm-hmm. When we think about the organization, for example, of festivals, we see something very particular to the foho culture. When the artist receives an invitation to the festival, the festival puts the conditions to the artists. We treat like this, we act like this, we pay this amount of money, and so on. And when we go to other festivals, in tango and in other dances, the artists have the possibility to demand something from the organizers. I would like to earn this amount of money. I would like to be treated this or that way. Do you believe that this is something that could happen in Forró? Is it possible that we reach a moment in which organizers will understand and value those artists that invest so much money and time in their work in order to present good quality?
1: I don't know if it's possible or not because I cannot really predict how things will go but I think it should. I I, I think you you should uh, be able to do that because you cannot put value on someone's work in uh, any, in, in any other in any other uh, place of our world is like that. You don't you don't go to a shop to say oh I want to pay 10 euros for this jacket. No, the price is there. the The store that is giving the price for for their product, and you buy it or not. So I think uh, with Fohol should be the same as the other festivals are. Especially because uh, the I don't think all the teachers and all the professionals they have the same value. There are teachers that are better. There are professionals that are better. There are DJs that are better. Um. Uh. I'm not uh, saying. Um. I'm not judging now who is better or not but there is always, it's not all the teachers that are good, it's not the all bands or all DJs that are good and how can you pay them the same thing. So usually um, uh, this is something that I, I really don't like in for all, and also uh, going back to that subject, when you for example have a couple teachers, you don't pay for both of teachers, you just pay a bit more you pay like a more but it's not fair because it's two people so I think all the teachers if they uh, if they are uh, uh, teaching they they deserve the the price that they they should have so something that can change now is to pay to pay all the teachers uh, beginning with that so if you are inviting a couple that both are teachers you should pay them equally not not less, because they're a couple. But also, I think the, the future should be that. You ask for them the price uh, that they have for their product. And uh, I, I really believe this this should be like that. Totally.
0: I see. And when we think of the artistical class, musicians, mm-hmm. teachers, and DJs, what the artists themselves can do to improve in, in that, that we believe should be better. What can we as artists do in order to arrive to that point, in order to reach that goal of being more valued, better treated, um, receive better remuneration for the work?
1: Yeah, this is something hard that uh, I also would like some advice for specialists uh, regarding that. Because, for example, let's suppose that I want to change that and from now on I will start to charge what I believe it should be paid. So uh, nobody will work with me and I'm not going to work anymore for a long time if I uh, if I charge what I think I should uh, be paid. Or uh, just very, very few compared to now. So I think it's very complicated to have a... Um, how you say a... Uh, uh, a sudden, a sudden
0: uh, change.
1: A sudden change. I forgot the word. I'm sorry. It's but not a sudden change. It's radical. A radical change. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I think if the, um, I know something that maybe it's good to help this. It's, it I, I don't know so much how to do that what you can do is that you can uh, start to raise a bit a minimum or you can impose some conditions for example if you go to a fe- for a festival that pay pay you X and and we'll give you three classes for X and this is not enough so you you can raise a bit and say minimum uh, I should work uh, 4 classes or minimum I mean to to, to start to just put a, a bit up not a radical but a bit up but also it's 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 complicated if you do that alone because there is a lot there are a lot of teachers that they accept uh, anything or they accept not even be paid for so it's complicated to talk about that in in many in not not just in dance but many professions are like this and also I think if you if you start to charge more you have to justify with the quality of your of your work because, of course, uh, it's not because uh, you are bringing someone that is not uh, asking for a high, qu- uh, a high price, that uh, this person is better. Sometimes it's better to have uh, less teachers but good ones than to have a lot of teachers cheap and not so good. Also, I, I, I know that the quality of what you, what you sell, it's really important to justify what you're asking. Um, But also something that, for example, I I like a lot is I like to support the events that pay very well the artists and that are concerned about paying the artists they have. And I think that we should support the events that do that. And if we just uh, support everything, I don't think it's good. I think it's also important to have an opinion about that. And, and to support the events that also takes care about the artist, that pays well, that give you value on the, your work. But uh, it's really hard to... Or if this, the, the, there are uh, teachers that can have any, any relation together and that can make a, 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 like a, a rule... That all of them will only accept uh, something above X and not a less, but this is really hard, really hard to to really like uh, give a, an answer on how to change
0: hmm You said one thing that called my attention, which was the following: If you start raising your income. Now, if you start demanding for more money, you are not going to work that much or you will will work much less because there are many other teachers uh, that will accept any conditions in order to get the possibility of giving a workshop in a city or in a festival. But my question is the following. This is one point of the the thing. The other side of the coin isn't the... the, um, task the duty of the organizers to also pay attention to that because an organizer that invites you and says no Marília I will not pay what you are asking me for because it's too much and he ends up inviting another one that is not so good and accepts any conditions isn't also his duty as an organizer to value the work of the good ones, to understand who are the people who really study, who have quality to bring and so on, because a good organizer, he is not going to invite the ones that charge whatever, accept any conditions, any two cents that you put in their hands. The good organizer should also pay attention to the quality and should also be attentive to who is offering quality and pay them accordingly. Don't you think there is also the side of the organizer, not only the teachers?
1: Yes, yes, of course. Because also I, I say that because uh, almost all the organizers they are teachers. So, uh, I think uh, also they see the the two sides of the, of the, these two sides of uh, this, this the two sides of this uh, problem or or this uh, matter this issue. So of course it's totally also uh, the the people that are organizing, but um, uh, I I don't know how much they think on on this or not. Maybe they think the value uh, of a teacher is not uh, that that much, and and it's it's too much. He's good, but it's too much. So I think it's kind of complicated, and also uh, I think that also many people who organizes they don't want to pay different prices to teachers. They want to pay everybody the same because they don't want to to say that one is better than the other. So uh, this is a a break point. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what to say about that. It's it's hard. But everybody should concern about that. Yes, of course. Especially, especially if they want to be in quality and if they want to to to, to, to raise even more uh, the level of fo. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Sticking to the teachers because we are talking about quality, better teaching, preparing yourself better, offering more material. What would be a complete fo teacher or a very well prepared? or really professional? When you think of the ideal teacher that you would call, this is a complete professional, a very good one, uh, what are the ideas that come to your mind to qualify this person like that?
1: Yes, the, uh, well, tricky, tricky question because everybody has a different opinion of what is a good teacher, yeah? So. Everything I say here is really my opinion according to what I lived, to what I experienced. And uh, I don't actually mean to to say anything bad about anybody. Well, I think uh, a good teacher, uh, someone that uh, can make a difference, is someone that, uh, first, the person has to understand that dancing skills is completely different from teaching skills. So it's not because you're a good dancer that you're gonna be a good teacher. And to be a good dan- dancer is really not enough to be a good teacher. So this is something that really concerns me because all of the dances they they is not only in Faha. All of the dances they 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 are too much visual in my opinion. For that there are many good teachers that they are left uh, uh, aside because uh, they are not so good performance. So I think this is the first thing that the teacher uh, must have in mind. So it's not because you are a good dancer that you're going to be a good teacher. And so because of that, you have to uh, to study the teaching skills. Okay. So I think a good teacher is someone that is able to to, to teach the, the subjects that are abstract on dance like uh, the connection, the embrace, the, these things that uh, it's hard to, to put an image on. It's about the feeling. And in my opinion, these are the hardest uh, teaching skills that uh, that you develop. Uh, and also, of course, you have to, to be able to teach steps and to know uh, how to cut the steps and to know uh, how to count and to know how to explain uh, the small things. I think a good teacher should understand a bit about the body, a bit about the movement that is going on. I think uh, a good teacher should always uh, keep on studying and be aware for everything new that is going on because everywhere uh, things are changing. Forho is always changing because Forho is alive and uh, th- new things are coming and I, I I don't say that all the teachers should uh, know all the styles for example but you should know uh, what exists at least and you should uh, understand that more or less so it's some- someone that is always studying and always aware about this because it's not that something that is stopped. stops in time uh, a good teacher also is someone that uh, should uh, Understand about people, because uh, the teaching is not a mechanic thing. The teacher, the teaching is something alive, especially in your regular classes. So it's if you understand more about the human being, sometimes you can uh, teach something uh, in a deeper way, because it's not like only movements. No, it's something more. You have to know that dance, the couple dance involves. Uh, boy, uh, of the masculine and the feminine, and these two uh, types of uh, gender, if I can say so without any prejudice, they are different and they have different needs. So more you understand about humans, uh, it's better to, to, to teach and to know how to relate with your students in a regular class. I think that uh, a good teacher always uh, should tell the, the truth. Never lie, never uh, say that uh, something is bad. Uh, Always say that there is a way, uh, uh, this way to do that, and I prefer, for example, I don't like teachers that, uh, I don't like, no, I don't think it's right a teacher to say this is the right way to dance for her, for example. There is is not a right way to dance for her. There there are many ways to dance for her, Uh, and I think a good teacher should also prepare the the students to to be able to build their own way of dancing. So it's more than just that teaching daforho, but teaching how to dance and how to, to find yourself. So a good teacher also incentivates the students to go to other classes because the students should have uh, a lot of information. A good teacher uh, teaches the students how to analyze uh, something, how to analyze an information in a festival, how to do questions, as as we already talked about that, right, Rafael? Classes on how to teach the students to do the right questions. I think this is the preparing the the students to to not only understand what you want, but also to be able to uh, analyze and filter the informations and know what what they like and what they don't, and know. Uh, um, uh, and also not to have any prejudice against anything, and this is really important in couple dances and in for for me. I think uh, is to is to, is to be to be honest with your students in everything. This is something that is very important, and also to keep studying as all the teachers of everything. Keep studying, keep on updating, keep on searching different ways to teach the same thing. Also uh, reviewing the the classes that you have. For example, two years ago I had one way to teach the basic step and now I have another one. Um, I think challenging yourself to seek for new information to give. Uh, For example, now I have a thinking that the my whole day is even when I am not in a Forho day, even when I am traveling with my family, my boyfriend or whatever. I always uh, I am aware for the information. So sometimes we are talking about something, and I am aware because oh that is something that I could talk, I could teach. Uh, because Forho uh, is also about the entertainment, and something that is really important in my opinion as well. Uh, sometimes, we as a teacher, we have the goal to make the students to be great, great dancers. But sometimes, this is our wish. The student, uh, is not all the students that you have that go to your classes, to have a very, very deep uh, understanding about dance. So you should also be able to listen to what your students want. If you have a, a group of students that really want to go deep, you go deep with them. But there are some students that they don't want and you need to respect them. And sometimes I think we have this wish of our students. We want them to be very good at that. But for them, I mean, they don't want to go so deep. So I think this is also important to know what your student wants and, 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 and to understand that what, what you wish is not what they wish for themselves and respect that. Uh, Well, I I don't know. I think... uh, I think it's that. I don't know if... Maybe I forgot something, but... uh, I think it's more or less this.
0: No, it's awesome. Thank you very much. Very nice perspectives. Um, Let's move towards the end of this interview, and uh, I would like to ask you more about personal tastes and preferences that you have, and so on. Also, Taking advantage of recent discussions on the internet, on Facebook groups where people debate a lot and everyone participates. Um, I would like to take advantage of those topics to also ask you some questions. For example, high heels in the forró, is there a problem? Hmm.
1: This, is, this is a problem in forho, but not a problem for me. I, I really don't see the problem about high heels on all. I think for me the most important thing is everybody to dance forho and everybody to dance uh, how you feel comfortable to. Uh, as I said about teaching, I, I know that many teachers said that uh, you cannot wear high heels in all and you have to, to, to dance on your toes without high heels. I don't know, uh, I forgot the word to say, you know in uh, the half point all the time. How how can we say that half point Exactly,
0: is, on the tiptoes, on the half point, it's yes, correct. Yes, on the
1: tiptoes. Yes. And there are some students that they don't like that. They don't feel comfortable. They lose a lot their balance and they are not prepared to dance like that. And they don't have anything to support the the heel, like the, the, the heels, like high heels, for example. Uh, and uh, many teachers, they say that this is an obligation and this is the way of dancing for all. So I don't like that. I don't like to put anything in a frame, and I don't like to, to, uh, to have prejudice in dance. I think dance is something to make you feel good, and you should dance as you feel comfortable. Of course, there are better shoes to dance. Yes, there are better shoes to dance. There are some kind of, uh, of high heels that they are not indicated for dancing in general, not in for all because they, they are very heavy because they are very, very, very too much high and because they don't let you to have stability and these are more shoes and uh, uh, heel, high heels to go out to go to parties but there are heels to dance that are specific for ballroom dances and they are very good because they give you stability and you can touch the, the heel the, the heel uh at the floor so you don't uh, get so much tired uh holding the the the, the half point uh, all the time so and they they say ah oh, high heels they can they can hurt you very badly is not a place to for all. and i mean if we look in the history i mean um, there are many places in northeast of brazil where where, where forro was uh uh, originating, originated that the girls they put the best clothes and the best shoes to go to the fahor. Uh, sometimes people they didn't use high heels. The girls didn't use high heels because they didn't have money to have high heels. It's not because it's not because uh, they they were not supposed to dance with that. It's just because a matter of a, of a society and economic class. And uh, if you see all, all of the other dances, they dance, they, they, the girls, they use high heels and they don't have a big problem with that because they learn how to dance with high heels because they can do that in the class. They have that option. Uh, they say also it hurts and I have something to add because the, the baddest injury I ever, ever had in my, in my foot was with someone that was barefoot. It was the worst uh, case I have of someone stepping on my feet, it it was not high heels. Also because usually when you are dancing with high heels, it's really hard, it's really uh, rare to put all of your weight in the heels. Usually you remain with your weight forward because the high heels, they project you to uh, go a bit forward. So I don't believe this thing that people say that uh, forró is not to dance with high heels because all of the other ballroom dances, people dance with high heels if they want. Uh, so I don't think this is a good uh, good way to justify that. Uh, I think uh, we should uh, allow people to dance as they, as they want without prejudice.
0: I see. And when we think about, for example, uh, a forró party or a forró evening, in a festival are all generations all variations all possibilities of foho welcome or is there something that shouldn't be played in a party in a festival or should we go just to one tendency or to another tendency or should everything be welcome in foho
1: I think uh, everything is welcome in, for and in the party and also who, who, talk, who, who is a DJ especially that uh, plays uh, many styles in, in when they are doing the, the playlists and everything, uh, when they are playing. They also feel the dance floor and they, they can feel if one style is very welcome or not and depend on your public. But my point of view is that a whole party should play everything. I personally don't like uh, parties that only only plays one style. If the party is really for one style of ho, it should be it should be said before. This is uh, style blah blah blah. We just play this and this and this and this the type of ho and everything. I don't think it's a problem to have that, but something that is very important is that. We don't we we cannot call something uh, for her and more for her than anything else. Like this style of for her is the real for her. For me, it doesn't exist. For me, everything all all these styles that we we have all these periods of different uh, for her ways they are all for her and they have all uh, good value and they are all very welcome for me and I love. The, the The parties that I love the most is the parties that uh, plays everything. I think it's fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Last question forho in the dark in the clear light or at half light something in between mm.
1: well I don't like forho in the dark uh, i I don't I, I don't see the point of that. Uh, I, I think uh, completely completely light is bad but uh, with a very more cozy light it's better but uh, a light that you can see everybody and you can see uh, the show and you can see uh, people if you want. I don't think like completely light as like sunlight is nice for a party that you can take care of the, the light of course if it's uh, outside it's sunlight. But I understand that sometimes to to not put a very strong light uh, is not so comfortable for dancing, especially because it's uh, sometimes when you are dancing, you want uh, to feel that you have a bit of privacy in the moment that you are dancing with someone. You don't be this, you don't want to be the spotlight. If, for example, the party is not so full, so I think that that uh, a light that is not so strong is comfortable. But for in the dark, I, I don't like. Uh, in my in my opinion uh, I, I I don't see the point of uh, of dancing in in the dark in my opinion I don't think this bring uh, this, this brings anything to for her, and I think that this opens uh, uh, an opportunity to some people uh, think that for her, you can do something extra than just dance. I don't like this idea. I like to sell for all else as something that is good, that uh, you're not going to to have anything more than just for all people don't want to try to do something else. I don't like to incentivate this kind of, of thing. Uh, if you want to do something else, if you want to do like if you want to have full privacy, you go somewhere else after FORO. I don't think this brings anything good for FORO. I see.
0: Well, um, feel free if there is anything you would like to say, any subject or topic that we didn't cover and that you would like to express yourself about, um, to say something now. Uh, we are pretty much over with our interview. I asked you almost everything I wanted to ask you. So feel free to do your last uh, observations, comments and uh, say whatever you want to the people that are listening to us tonight.
1: Yes. Uh, Well, um, what can I say more? Of course, I could say I could stay my whole life talking about uh, this big subject that is for all and everything that uh, it has inside. Well, something that... uh, I want to say is uh, everything I'm saying here is really my opinion, and I respect all of the others' opinion. It's not a rule. Anything I say here is a rule, and uh, I maybe in one year I can change all my opinions from now because I'm, I am open to 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 new and to different things. I know I don't know everything. I still have a lot to learn. I also want to say that. Uh, a message for everybody if you if you want for, uh to be better if you like really like for I would like to say that it's really important to support uh, the good things in for to really even if you don't go for example in an event that is really high quality uh, support it because uh, this is a way to to make for grow to support the events that are concerned about not just earning money and putting all everything in there in the organizers pocket but really to bring quality to for all, to bring a good bands to pay all the artists to pay the teachers to do something quality for for the public as well to think about the best places and the best uh, the best uh, Uh, classrooms and sound and everything so they are really putting effort on bringing something quality so I think we have to pay attention on on which event we go which event we 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 support because if you if we don't support a very good thing uh, you are not helping for all if you really want to to help for to be better so pay attention on on this if you know that one event doesn't pay the artist if you know that there is someone that does bad things about for all don't support that because when you go you are just giving more power to people do whatever they want don't accept anything don't accept uh, uh, anything that is not quality knowing especially that it could be different of course, I know also that uh, there are there are very small communities that cannot pay like hundreds of euros or hundreds of money to 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 the to the teachers. And I know that if we want to make for her grow, sometimes we we have to accept a bit less than what we wanted to. I understand that we have this situation as well, but it's different when you go to a community that has like a. 30 students maximum and doesn't have budget to really uh, pay anything and they don't earn money with that. Is different to support these and, and to go there than to support uh, the events that are, are uh, making a lot of money and they are not paying the artists. they are doing, well, not just that, but they are not doing something good. So I think uh, the responsibility for making for all good is uh, everybody's responsibility, is me. If I want for her to be good, I, I take for me the responsibility to make it better with my, my classes, but also uh, uh, to support things that are good and to do things that are good, to make it grow in a very healthy and, and fair way. And I think if everybody thinks that it's your responsibility to do that, we can uh, together build a better for her and, and, and improve everything. Uh, for example uh, sometimes uh, I see people um, um, complaining about uh, the price of everything the price of one band the price of one show but if you know that that money is going to the artist don't complain I mean if you if you cannot pay I understand that sometimes you don't have money to pay but don't think that uh, that that uh, uh, if you, if you if you complain if you if you want to pay less to everybody to help so i I think these small things it it helps to to make for to go to be better there's a, there are a lot of people that goes to for places to for bars that doesn't charge anything and they host for and they don't consume anything and they complain about everything and sometimes we have to think that if you are going to a bar that is opening uh the place to have for example a for party without charging anything go uh, cool there, sometimes uh, grab a beer or a water or a juice or whatever, just to show uh, that uh, for how, uh, for how people in Forró, they consume and they support that. Sometimes, uh, for example, here in Lyon, it's not uh, easy to find a place that wants to host Forró in a Saturday, because the public doesn't consume so much. So we have this problem because the people, they are very used to pay very few price for 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 all, but they complain if we don't bring a big band on everything. So um, I think that this small thinking is very important to help us to build something. Um, well, I think it's more or less this. I already said a lot, maybe.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Marilia. It was a very nice interview. It was a very uh, good opportunity to listen to your thoughts, to share them with the public. And I'm sure uh, people will be really um, satisfied to listen to that. There will be many things to think of. uh, And I'm sure many people will learn if they pay attention to this um, interview. That we had tonight. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your attention. And I hope uh, we can have future conversations like this, future interviews like this, where you can share a bit more about your thoughts and uh, the FOHO community can receive more information and more inputs. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, thank you also, you, for inviting me and for supporting. Uh, this project uh, of uh, of the radio and uh, and and for all, of course we need that and uh, thank you very much for everybody who could listen until the end it was a long interview but uh, I hope uh, in uh, you can. Not a, I, I, don't, I cannot be pretentious to say to learn with that, but to have other point of view that maybe is different from yours and, and maybe see something in a different way and positive way. And thank you, Hafa.
0: A pleasure. Good night. See you next time. Bye-bye, everyone.
1: Bye.